0: You're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast, and this is Lassa and Jana from Channel Miles. Brutally Delicious!
1: Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Once again, I am your fabulous host, Bruce.
2: And I'm the asshole on the other side of the mic. My name is Chris.
1: Also known as the... Jason Momoa Doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put that out there.
2: I'm, I'm the Jason Momoa that was featured in the Super Bowl, the end of the Super Bowl.
1: Right. <laughs> no hair, right.
2: And no arms and, and no, arms. Muscle, no muscles. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm that Jason Momoa. <laughs>
1: right. I'm the other one in case you get us confused. <laughs> anyway, today we've got a great show for in store for you. We've got Grammy nominated Candlemas who again from the 70,000 tons of metal series dude they slayed that pool deck. It was unbelievable.
2: It's unbelievable that you're getting to interview Grammy nominated metal bands on a cruise ship uh that I got you on. <laughs> right. <laughs> that that I he, didn't go.
1: And you haven't even heard the interview yet?
2: No, I haven't because uh I'm that important. He <laughs> just this guy just fucking uses me and he abuses me all day long.
1: Right. All right, you ready? Here's another one for you Okay Make you see stars I get walked on by stilettos And I like to be watched
2: Hollywood Boulevard
1: Oh, close! How about the red carpet? We'll take that Ah. You took the high road again Is this all still part of your citizenship stuff? You gotta be nice?
2: I gotta be good I gotta behave myself, man (laughs) I know that freedom of speech and freedom of expression Is a big thing in the U.S. But it is for the Amer- for American citizens. I'm not sure how it works for me being an immigrant. So right. you know, I got to be uh, I got to be nice. Yeah, I get it. You know, and I'm always nice. I'm a good <laughs> I'm a good right. community citizen. There you go. Yeah.
1: But it is really cool that we got to speak or I got to speak with the guys from Candlemass because not every day you get to speak with Grammy nominated people. Yeah. And I know they they were up against some tough competition and they lost
2: to a
1: band that I didn't even think should have been don't even in
2: the fucking get me started.
1: <laughs> I don't even think should have been in the metal Grammys. But um yeah, they at least they were nominated, which I think is uh, you know think about all the metal records that come out and think about how it gets no recognition really in the grand scheme of things, and at least they were you know nominated. That's a pretty big thing, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oh so. shit!
2: One second, my dog's shitting on the floor. I got over the door. <laughs> one second. You want to go outside? Let's go. Come on. Go. I caught him before anything came out. I just he pawed at me, and I was like, "Leave me alone! Leave me alone!" And then I I went to look at him, and he was getting ready in the strut in the in the, the sit down pose. I'm like, "Fuck no!" Yes. Go the good news. The good news is. Go the shit good news <laughs> the good news is we could
1: call it here because we got two of them and i just need them for monday so we're good we can do the other two another time no we're good are you Sure. all right
2: yeah just put him outside he's fine okay.
1: so uh yeah candle mass i think it's great that they were nominated even legendary doom band i don't know where you are in the doom stuff but as far as doom metal goes they're probably one of the uh you know one of the top innovators besides like my dying bride and that kind of stuff oh they're huge Yeah. So, and like I said, I couldn't believe it. I got out to the pool deck and I was like, holy fuck, are these guys good.
2: Well, and the sound on that pool deck is something to, to experience. Right.
1: And I think there's
2: something too. like, even with the sound, you have to have,
1: I don't know, a certain, I don't know what the word is, air about you or a certain, they had it all. Like it was, they were gelling, they were hot, they were, sounded great, but the whole vibe was just like, they came to kick ass and they really did it.
2: I hear what you're saying. I've seen a few acts on that pool deck. Like Anthrax was one.
1: Oh my God, that, one of the best, one of the best nights ever. Yeah,
2: that was unbelievable. Arch, Arch Enemy, uh, one set up there. I'm going to um,
1: go way back. You were on the first one, 2011. The, it, I still remember this clear as day. The last night of the boat. It was me, you, Angela, Lara. And I don't know, there may have been some other people there. We were at Moonspell. Oh, yeah. (laughs) On the main deck, on the main pool deck. It was like two in the morning. There was like this mist coming out over the ocean. And it was so fucking magical.
2: Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one, which happened last year, which is something I will never, ever forget, as long as I live, is watching Max and Igor do the Return to the Roots set.
1: You're a bastard i wasn't there
2: oh my god i, I it was a, like i had never really understood that band before like i got that people liked them and they were popular right. but i didn't really understand it and then i saw that and i was just like holy fuck these guys started so many genres of metal like mm-hmm. i was just like they started like all of this oh I was uh, my mind was just in it was yep. blown I've interviewed uh, Max before. He's
1: a very intense dude, but he's great.
2: Yeah, he seems like a nice guy.
1: Super nice, but like super intense about what he does. And even in the interviews, he's like super. So here's a really funny story before we get into this. We got time for a quick story? Yeah. So I always ask, like, uh, you know, what's the craziest, uh, I don't know, thing you've signed or craziest, whatever. And I got to uh, Max one day and his story is, I guess he's real big into like serial killer history. Oh, fun. Like, yeah, him and his wife, they're like watching Lola Serial Killer dramas and whatever. Anyway, somebody brought him the receipt from a refrigerator purchased at Sears by Jeffrey Dahmer that he kept the bodies in. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they framed it for him and brought it to like a meet and greet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, just thinking about that, my gut is like, oh crazy crazy story yeah yeah it is yep. so who do we have from candle today
1: <laughs> uh yeah let's just go with that uh, we got candle because i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple weeks ago and i may have been drinking or not
2: bruce may have been drunk all right here's <laughs> cattle-
1: so at any rate at any rate, after my little Jeffrey Dahmer story, let's go ahead and talk to the guys at Candlemass and see what they had to say. Again, this was just before the uh, the Grammys, so uh, we talked a lot about that or a little bit about that, anyway. And uh, they had a lot to say, so let's get them on the line. What an honor!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Um, so I don't know. Have you guys ever done one of these uh, cruise, cruises before? No. Yes. Oh, you have. Yeah, yeah. So I know you one, you, time. one time. So yeah. you've done a lot of uh, European festivals, I'm sure. How does that compare to? Uh, like a festival where you're confined, and it's all everybody's right there.
0: It's no big difference, actually. No, I mean you're, you're trapped on a ship, right? But people are friendly and kind, and it's nothing straightforward. Of course, like. you know the, the looking, just yes, tassel tassel a little bit, so. But
1: you know, it. But when you read the 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 invitation
3: for the for the cruise, right? Yeah. That if you can't handle,
0: you know. Oh, it dance. does. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't handle, because they're right the there. And the, yeah, exactly. yeah. the boat
1: I would assume that uh, people are, and from what I've seen, people are pretty respectful, right?
0: So they're not like
1: interviewing while you're eating, bothering you while you're eating pizza and stuff, or are they? No, 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 no. no, no. They're pretty respectful,
0: right? No, oh yes. I, I mean, there's no, no, hassle at all. People you're talking by, you look at you and say,
1: "Hello, I met you in
0: Holland or whatever." Right. so Very, very cool.
1: Cool. Well, that's us uh, Obviously, you've probably gotten this a whole bunch of times today, but how's it feel to be Grammy nominated? That's pretty wild, right? It's.
0: It's amazing. It's, it, it, it just took 32 years. Yeah, 32 <laughs>
1: years, but. <laughs> but it's there, and I yeah. mean, I mean, just the nomination itself is something you could be yeah. like, "Holy shit." Yeah. I mean obviously when you're writing a record you couldn't possibly have had Grammy nomination in your No that, that, not even that is close, not re- right?
0: That is not the reason why you make the right. album. But when it comes up like this, then you realise that people maybe actually listen to our records. Right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you?
1: You've been around for quite such, uh, quite a long time. Do you find it difficult not writing the for lack of a better word, like the same record? Not rehashing everything no, you've done.
0: With Leif, the bass player he's he's doing all he, the songs. he's writing all the songs. And he has uh, the vision big visions and everything. So so he if he comes up with a riff that reminds us of something else that we've already been doing, we tell him, well Leif, that that we cannot have that kind of riff. Right. Oh no he goes on. and then he'd be back two days later he goes, on. I've made a new riff now. Right. So it's like
1: <laughs> Because I imagine after doing it for so long it's tough to, you know, keep reinventing yourself, right? Yeah but it, that's what every album is, is I, a reinvention, it, right? I,
3: I think Leif's brain is like split it up in like four four different pieces. You know, one one part is Calma, one part is Doom Kingdom, Crooks
0: and uh Avatarum, for example. Mm-hmm. And it's it's his his Oh, he's, he's capable of splitting, so splitting that up, uh, oh. uh, oh. so it, so uh,
1: the Doomsday Kingdom doesn't sound as calm right or Crooks, for example. You know, it, it's he's
3: very very good at that. Okay, yeah.
1: You guys are kind of like the, for lack of a better word, the forefathers of the Doom sort of Godfathers. I don't know what the word you want to use. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have thought that when you were when you started out. But who do you think is like carrying that proper Doom torch these days? somebody that stands out as the uh, I haven't
0: got a clue because oh, as I as I said before, it's like it, it, it's taking a step aside. You know, if, if we, we are imagining that we are Doom Fathers or something, right? And then another band gets inspired, then it flips out a little bit, and then it moves even further, and then it ends up with a band that plays like. One chord and it takes like fifteen seconds. Right. Anyone that is not fucking doom, that is a sleeping pill.
1: Right. So and it has definitely. And that happens more with all to kinds stuff, of
0: right. music. I mean, when when I was young, you went to the record store and it said, "Hard rock or heavy metal." It Just took a couple of years, and it was a speed thrash boom bang everything. Yeah. So okay, so it splits up.
1: But also, well, I mean, you brought up an interesting topic when you. I hope I'm not rambling, but yeah. when you go to the rec, when you used to go to the records, I used to buy a record for the record's sake and sit down and properly listen to it yeah, the way right. it was sequenced and and read. I wanted to know who wrote it, who produced everything. it, where it was done. Now kids like my, I me mean, kids like my son, they're buying Spot- one single Spotify. and they, they don't even know. Yeah, they don't even. or oh, they're not even buying anything, right? No, it's
0: Spotify. They don't even know anything. It's no. a shame. And they, they can lose the whole concept of an album.
1: Right. Oh, they, my son's lost it already. He's... The 17-year-old completely lost it. Just, you know, one song from here and one song from there. And uh,
0: even though it's a good song, maybe it's a smart thing yes. to make a mix, but buy the album anyway and check out the whole thing.
1: I mean, because that was a thing for me, you know, I mean, I'm sure we're, you're probably not right around the same age maybe, but you got paid... High school money, whatever he did, and then he went to the, like, the. first thing he did was go to the record store, and I couldn't wait to get home and sit in front of it and yeah,
2: and just
1: yeah and read every last word on that cover and <laughs> that whole art is totally <laughs> that's, missing. Oh, uh, well, how so. did um? And you've probably been asked this too, but I'm sorry, I need to ask it anyway. How did you get a hold of Tommy Iommi to do that? Oh, how did that come about?
0: No, uh, actually, we were in the studio preparing for recording and all that, and then we, we should have a we should have a guest appearance on the album. So we just took a long shot and, and let our management speak to his management and uh, we were talking about maybe donating money for him.
1: Uh, He's into a lot of charity. He does that thing he, with he Ian Gillen too, right? Stuff, yeah. You know, yeah. And,
0: the uh, stuff. and, and then, then uh, it took a long while. And, uh, all of a sudden we, we sent a song for him and then he, he thought it was a good song. So he did like two parts of the solo and I did the then part of the solo, and we didn't have to pay him anything. <laughs> really? Yeah. He, he, he said, did he come down to the studio and do it with No, he, we just uh, send it over, man. It's, that, that's that's the way it is. He doesn't come over to make a solo. Work
1: yeah, anymore. I know. But still, he's uh, that would have been great. But even having a play is a quite an honor, I mean, yeah, I imagine he, he doesn't do that. The true Godfather,
0: right. Rough. I mean, how many uh, albums uh, has he been guest?
1: I can't played. think of any. Oh. I can't remember. I haven't any. heard it. Yeah. Yes,
0: I you. There's time, therefore.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know it. Because that's the true godfather. I mean, yeah. I know I said you. Yeah. yeah, at yeah. least
0: left handed. Yeah. That's me.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, look at that.
0: Well, here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, let's see oh, what else I got. So, you guys have gone through quite a, a bunch of lineup changes. You, you feel like you have a pretty good uh, lineup now? Yeah,
0: a, we have, have a know. good lineup now. We only change vocalists every six year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. But no, that's no,
0: no, not no. going to happen. If, no, if, not, gonna if, happen if happen. not, Joe won't suddenly passed out or whatever.
3: You know, it, it's, but, if, if, but
0: he, if if he wants to stay with us, we are happy. Yeah. Because yeah. now the circle is completed. As yeah. It
1: started and. Grammy nomination so I'm right at the yeah. top of the end you can't that's the total I would be dropping that if I would be dropping on everything it's a cherry on top of the cake right yeah, yeah. kind of yeah, next, next year at this time you could be holding the trophy oh yes <laughs> thank you right <laughs> 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 what do you guys got planned after this
0: uh, Milano well, we're playing Milano and then <clears throat> we are going to Los Angeles to see what happens and then we're doing a, a theater gig in Stockholm where we play like two days in a row in two different uh, sets. Oh, really? Yeah. The, you it's know, like, like it, it's, it's sitting audience. Sitting audience, but yeah. it's, it's a break in the middle and then turn on the banner. Ding, ding, oh, yeah. ding, yeah, like ding. Go get power. and and come back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah.
1: it <laughs> right.
0: So, it's gonna be a, no, th- so that's, that's going to be cool. And then we have a, the Houston gig in April. So
1: more one-offs than touring?
0: No, no touring. Yeah, no. too much. Yeah, you just get older. I know (laughs) so I mean it's better to if you can fix like uh, uh, two or three weeks maximum in a row right and try to do festivals and cut in some good clubs if you go as far as you go to America right right so that's another thing otherwise we just like to do big festivals and and try to maybe do two gigs in a weekend or something
1: so last one I know you probably couldn't imagine this but did you ever imagine you'd still be doing this 30-40 years later I don't know how many years it is. It's quite around, the, right? around 30 there, right? years. Yeah, 30-something. Yeah, Do you ever imagine you'd still
0: be doing this? Well, actually, I have because we have always been good friends and we have never had any bigger arguments around the classical theme money and ownership and blah 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 because we have already settled that thing up that this is how it works and we have a good manager and a management that makes sure that everything goes by the book. No troubles, but everybody gets eat. We are, We know what we get. Right. Nice and smooth. Get. Right. So we don't have to argue about it. So we just have to play the fucking music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, then was there a plan B? Like, did you were you planning on being a plumber if this didn't work out? Were you just like all in from the from the get
0: go? Yeah, we we have day jobs. Yeah. Uh, I am a caretaker at <clears> the. What do we call it? <throat> we are a caretaker in, in buildings. Buildings. Gotcha. Yeah take care of keys and stuff, and he, he builds cranes. Yeah, total really tall cranes. Total price. That's pretty amazing stuff.
1: <laughs> uh, not, that, I, I mean, not that you guys, are, but like that's the sort of the thing you can't really because people are buying Spotify and singles for mm. ninety nine cents. Right, there's not that much money left.
0: No, but, but uh, no, the thing is, but <coughs> if you put, it's a dangerous thing to 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 put your whole economy in, into mm-hmm. the musical. Well, because right. because then you will probably ending up playing because you have to right not because we're be playing we because we want to right mm-hmm. and there's a huge difference yeah and people see that yeah. we're having fun yeah and the old motherfuckers having a good time look at them go <laughs> uh, you know
3: all right everybody what is up it is pathos back again with another pick of the day right here on the brutally delicious podcast and what i have for you today is some awesome melodic death metal out of Germany, Neara on Metal Blade Records. They're going to be releasing their seventh full studio album, self-titled, on February 28, 2020. The track you hear underneath me right now is entitled "Torchbearer," which has a video out for it right now on all social media platforms, Facebook and YouTube, etc. So, what's the first thing we think when we hear this track? Obviously, it has that classic Gothenburg feel and sound to it, reminiscent of bands like In Flames, Soilwork. These guys have been around since the early 2000s. They took a break, but now they're back sounding as strong as ever. As you get deeper into this track, you realize that there's more going on here. It's a maturity of the sound. It really shows that you know these guys have been around for a long time. They know what they're doing. Throughout this track and the other songs on the album, they throw in a lot of blast beats like you hear underneath me right now. Something a lot of the early melodic death metal bands didn't implement as much. Uh, They've come around a lot now, it seems, though. They come to points within the song where the chord progressions just, they make you just stop and close your eyes. And it's like this cloud that comes down on you and just wraps you up that makes you just feel so warm and so cold at the same time. And I have to point out the production on this track. It's that perfect balance where it's not so super polished, but nowhere near lo-fi, but it just gives this almost analog-type warmth to it. Great mixture of highs and lows in the vocals. The guitar tone really, it, to me, is reminiscent of a lot of Amanah Marth. Once again, this is their track, Torchbearer, for their self-titled album coming out February 28th, 2020 on Metal Blade Records. If you guys remember this band from a while back, if you're just now discovering them now, go show them some love, go give them a like, go give them a follow, subscribe. They got all kinds of awesome merchandise available already for a pre-order for this album. Until next time, this is Pathos with his pick of the day on the Brutally Delicious podcast.
2: Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network.